How about you get in your Mayflower moving vans and get the fuck out of town? This is Corey, and this is the other end of the podcast. You bet middle-aged lesbian with the glasses. I raise you. I'll cut my hair too low because I cut it without my glasses on. <laughs> Good afternoon, everybody. It's Rob. Uh, welcome to episode 392, somewhere around there, of the other end of the podcast. Ish. Coming to you from all... Oh, yeah, ish. Coming to you from all over LA, but Corey is there at the Odie Anthem Studios, uh, gentrifying LA, one neighborhood at a time. Thank you for joining. Yes, thank you for listening on your podcast of choice, the easiest way. Anchor.fm forward slash oh, the anthem. I, I can't. I can't see anything. I can't, I can't even see the press devices. <laughs> if anybody knows a good LASIK place, please send that to me. Uh, I need to get the LASIK done and just be done with it. Since I have to I wear mean, glasses for the next year, I could probably call up the people who did me and then just say like, "Hey, you got a referral program?" Listen, as you already know, when it comes to anything Eskimo, I got to go first. I can't go after you. I'm sorry. That's that's just how things work. <laughs> I don't think there's such a thing as Eskimo surgeries. I mean, I feel like there is. I feel like I'm Eskimo also, doctors. I'm also worried that a joke like that is going to get me. Uh... <laughs> well, we'll get to John Gruden later. Uh... Oh, listen, all, all I'm saying is that um, when a doctor's had his hands inside you, I don't want him to have his hands inside me. It didn't have, it's, 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 it was it's all the same exterior. way. It goes. It works both ways. I, I got the BRK. They didn't even have to lift up the eyeballs or nothing. They just. Oh yeah. By the way, that's the other from thing. the outside. I need the PRK. I cannot be having the cutting of the eyeballs, and I, that's not gonna not gonna work for me. So, See, I'm but the PRK need... is is only if you need it. Oh, I need it. I need it because I'm not gonna be able to, <laughs> to function. I don't know how the else to explain that. I'm not gonna be able to do it. Um, but I can't, uh, I can't seeing... wait to get Doc Ock pictures of you. I won't see you for two weeks. That's going to be the whole thing. <laughs> I'll do what I did. Uh, I will at my break last... into your fucking place with a flashlight <laughs> just, to, just to watch you scramble. Uh, I'm going to do exactly what I did at my last eye exam, which, by the way, I had a woman in my life for, and she refused to pick me up because um, <laughs> I picked the winners. Uh, but um, what happened was they said, hey, can you come pick me up? They had to put the dilator stuff in my eyes. And she said, I'm busy, which turned out to be drinking with Corey's girlfriend. So, yeah, <laughs> real busy. So I strapped on the the uh, the dark sunglasses they gave me, put my sunglasses on top, and then stuffed some paper into the gap <laughs> and uh, tried to ride home in the shade. That was my uh, recipe for success. I feel like I could do the same. You scooted home? <laughs> I scooted home. It was oh, it was not a good idea. Uh, also, I almost died, and I felt like uh, my eyes might be, you know, zapped out of my skull, um, which is basically how I felt last night um, watching Monday Night Football. But of course, if we're going to talk about the Ravens, we have to uh, play a little. <laughs> when i set myself up it's perfect um even if i don't know where the buttons are i can still transition <laughs> just fine all right so anyway sports ball yeah so uh the ravens had a huge come from behind win last night on monday night football which is why we're recording uh tuesday night as opposed yes. to uh the usual monday night because we both wanted well, we to could have recorded ravens. last night uh but Corey um had said some very unpleasant things to the TV, and I felt like maybe he needed a day to cool down. Uh, the hat is looking fine after being thrown about the apartment, so that's good. It was it was thrown. It was, I I remember the moment too. I threw the hat was uh, when Lamar fumbled it on the half yard line, and then they returned it for a touchdown, and then miraculously wasn't a touchdown anymore. I also said that uh, this this felt a lot like the NFL had some sort of <laughs> say in the situation. Like, hey, this hmm. game's becoming a blowout. Why don't we uh, try and tighten this up a little bit? Uh, but you know what? I'll take it. It's fine. I'll take a win. It went to the booth. I'll, it went to the booth. So you can't say it did or did not have an advantage. It, it went to the booth and uh, uh, the fumble was good. But the position, the touchdown was off. I mean, they later scored the touchdown. So I guess like it really wouldn't have mattered that much. But uh, here's the thing. In the grand scheme, it did because it left less time for Carson Wentz on the back end of our scoring drive. I mean, it's so almost better that way. I mean, everything is kind of a butterfly effect. You know, <laughs> that touchdown, if they had more time on the clock after the touchdown, blah, 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 how would it happen? Eh. Uh, what, what, really, are your, what are your thoughts coming out of the game? Yeah, I know you have some stuff to say about the Ravens. Well, I mean, let me put, put it this way. My, my love for the Ravens, my love for Lamar, uh, my love for all the key characters in this, in this uh, ongoing drama that we love, 
uh, is it, it has not changed. Your, I, 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 I love I love Lamar just as much before as I do now, and I I don't know how I could love him anymore, and yet I do. Uh, but there is a problem. So I I try and be I, I explained it to to Roberto this way. I know how difficult it is to play professional football at a high level. You know, given do you do you though? <laughs> given my firsthand knowledge of the whole thing. <laughs> Uh, and I know that, you know, any, the, 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 the slogan is any given Sunday because literally any Sunday, any two teams, they're both full of professionals, you know, they, either team has a chance at some way, you know, it's like comparing billionaires to us. Like, yes, we're all people. Uh, yes, we all have some savings some money, but, uh, anybody on any NFL team is a billionaire compared to us with our regular money. Well, not only that, I mean, like, I, I remember uh, back when I worked at Andy Nelson's, I asked Andy about it. I said, what's the one thing people don't seem to understand about NFL athletes? And he said, the worst person on the on the team is not that far separated from the best person on the team. Right. Yeah. And I remember playing college football or playing football in college with Marcus Colston, who would go on to play in the NFL yeah. and saying to myself, he is world's better than all of us he is yeah, he is a man absolutely. and a child's game basically compared to the rest of us and it shows you the delta between you know like some schmo and a professional nfl player and then Wait, beyond it, that, that knowing that the the difference between the best player and the worst player in the nfl is not like the delta between marcus colston and the rest of us who are playing football with him that day like yeah, it's no, like no, no. it's uh, humongous it's, it's the um you should have an average person compete in the Olympics just so we have a barometer to see, like, I mean, I could swim as fast as that guy. No, no. Look in lane nine. That's yeah. the guy who they just picked out of the crowd. He's I, on lap two. He's not even there yet. I would love nothing more than an average Joe to just compete in Olympic at events just to be as a barometer. Like, Just watch his Almost shot like, put, like, you know, overlaid on top of the real shot put and just see. <laughs> much like a Beastmaster. I think we should have, you know, some professional athletes do Beastmaster so they can show Corey he in no way could compete. <laughs> in no way could he actually make it up the first obstacle. Uh, Listen, these guys train for it. So it, 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 that that one's easy. That, that, clearly, nobody's going to convince me otherwise. Uh, moving on, back to the Ravens, though. <laughs> sure, yes, yeah, uh, I I understand most games. Like it could go either way. It might be tight. We might have to come back. We might blow them out. Like all these things are like options or, or things that could potentially happen. Uh. But when we play certain games, I don't want to just win. You know, I don't want to just beat the Yankees. I don't want to just beat the Steelers. I don't want to just beat the Colts. I want to, like, embarrass them. I want to put my foot on their throat and then step down. Like, <laughs> I have no... You remember, like, when Belichick had that 16-0 Patriots season? And he was, like, running yeah. up the score on the Jets in the fourth quarter just because he hated them? Like, that's, what I, that's what I yearned for. I yearned for a Monday night game where the Ravens beat them 76 to nothing. Like that's, that's what I wanted. And immediately became obvious that was not in the cards. And then I kind of, the joy of the comeback sort of left me for a while because I was so angry that we were even in this position with the, <laughs> with the Colts. And I know they're a professional football team, probably better than they've looked so far this season. Uh, they certainly played better than they did at any point during the season that I could tell uh, yesterday, but uh, it, it really does upset me when we don't like crush a team like that because uh, the Colts in particular, uh, because of their history with Baltimore, is something that is born into people who live there. It's like in the soil. No, like, it, it, it is there for you. It is not there for anyone who is under 40 other than you. I don't understand I, this focus on the Colts. No, I 100% I, I, I disagree with, with that statement. It'd be like... Uh, uh, because I, I was literally born after the Colts left. So I was born like a month after they left and all growing up throughout my life, you know, I'm under the 40 designation that you put, uh, growing up throughout my life, football was dead to us. There was no, there was no watching football anymore. I didn't watch the Super Bowl, maybe one before like 96 when the Ravens got in the league, like there was one probably that I watched prior, but I didn't watch football at all until the Ravens came to town because it was dead and to us. It was literally the can, only games we would watch were NFL classic Colts games. But you can enjoy it and 
unlike every woman I date, be so focused on the one that got away or what ex are you talking to? Or they went to Indianapolis. All right, it's done. It's been you know, 20 years, and 40 years now. It I, has been 40 years now. And I, I understand that, uh, you know, Colt fans probably, you know, like they, they're happy they have a team and I don't ha- hold it against Colt fans in particular, but I will never give it up against the franchise itself because they, they not, it's not even just leaving. It's the, it's the cowardice in leaving because uh, if, if you think about how sports moved before that, it was they could not afford to live in the city that they lived in anymore. Like, you know, the, the San Diego Clippers, actually, that's a weird different one. So uh, the Cardinals moved to Phoenix because they couldn't survive in Chicago anymore. You know, like it wasn't because they wanted to move to Phoenix because it's a better market or something like that. They just Saint literally Louis? couldn't survive in Chicago. So they had to move the team. What? You mean, you mean St. Louis, the St. Louis Cardinals moved to Phoenix to become the Phoenix Cardinals. I thought they were nope. St. Louis, Chicago, Phoenix. They it moved. They Louis? moved multiple times. Uh, maybe they have, but they went from St. Louis to Phoenix, and then the Rams moved from LA to. Well, I mean, they're the Arizona Cardinals, so. Uh, Arizona, uh, but, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, the the Colts leaving oh, was. I mean, wait, wait, no, no, because to your point, clearly the city of St. Louis can support a football team because they did for a long time. No, I'm saying back in the back, the LA Rams. back when teams would move back then, prior to '83. It was all a financial decision. It was whether or not we can't survive here anymore. We got the shitty stadium. We can't build a new one. We have to move. I, I appreciate the argument. Rob, you don't have a bad picker. It's not that every woman in your past is the same amount of terrible. It's that in this particular situation, it's different for this reason. She held a knife to your throat while you were sleeping and asked about the ex. That's just crazy. You have to get rid of her. Except for it's exactly the same as every situation we've yeah, you. So you did get it right. It was Chicago to St. Louis to Arizona, but I did know I had the Chicago part right. They were in, they were in Chicago for a while. Anyway, but I'm saying the purpose is that uh, teams up until the Colts didn't do the kind of things that teams do now when they move. All the stuff I hate, where it's just like telling San Diego that if they don't build a new quarter billion dollar stadium with taxpayer funds, then we're moving to L.A. You, you mean uh, how how the Ravens came to Baltimore? Same same way the Ravens came to the Baltimore. I don't. I'm not. I'm not a fan of how the Ravens came to Baltimore. I would have loved to have had an expansion franchise instead of Jacksonville in 1996 or in 1994. But I didn't have it. There was no say that we could make in that. And Paul Tagliabue had a hatred for Baltimore, unlike any commissioner in the NFL. Because and you you could at least say. I understand I'm being a hypocrite because of the way that I got my team, and I'm hating the other team that left so much. I listen, I understand why Raven or why Browns fans hate the Ravens. I'm not, you know, I don't hate the Browns as much yeah, they as left I the hate, name, like, the they Steelers. left the, the history, they left everything in Cleveland. They came here and started anew. Yeah. Yeah. The so Browns what, what are the, still the Browns. What Browns fans, what do the Browns fans have? They, they have nothing to hate about. Oh, well, they I do. Mean, I, they, they hate that, that they hate that more. the franchise was taken from them in the first place. But how quickly the NFL was just like, oh, we got to make good on the Browns. Oh, the Oilers left Houston. We have to make good with Houston. Like, you know, Baltimore was not was not uh, like Tagliabue literally fucking hated us because we were not being quiet about it. Like everyone else was being quiet about it. And Baltimore wasn't being quiet about it. And that's why I, I have to say that your your take on people not hating the Colts has to be an Eastern Shore thing. It has to be like a Philadelphia, Washington I, corridor thing. Because I it's think like that it's it's like a um um uh normal people thing uh people who don't aren't in the the echo chamber no, that you're in no 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 I I I a thousand percent disagree would <laughs> you'd be you'd be more likely to find somebody who admit to being a Colts fan like a Democrat admitting to voting for Trump like you know like my mom voting for Trump is more likely than some kid in Baltimore being grown up as a Colts fan. And not getting made fun of it like every single day for their entire lives. I, I mean, I just maintain. I, I think it's you are in a echo chamber of like the forty loudest people complaining about this, and literally no one else cares. I can't. That's I, no, I, I can't. I, I, I can't. No, I, I it's, it's a thousand percent true. I, I don't know what to tell you. 
I think this is a lot like everything you argue where you have an inability to put yourself in the position of another person. So to you, it's a huge deal to me, you know, 2000 people dying this today, just in the last 24 hours, big deal. And no, I, I, listen, are I'm the not, bread I'm not, and circuses that keep us distracted, but you know, I mean, I <laughs> I'm not saying that's not a big deal. I'm just saying like, it, it, I, it, it's gotta be, you gotta be closer to Baltimore to experience it, I guess, because it was, it was fervent. In, in, in the you area, have to you be know? in the rich white suburbs of Baltimore to understand the struggle or in, people or, in the streets of Baltimore or within the city of Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Uh, when's the last time you lived as a child within the city limits of Baltimore? Oh, uh, that would have been when Laura was born is when we moved. Okay. So uh, your sister is 28 years old. No, 32 no. years old now? How old? She is, let's see. Uh, she just turned 33. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do yeah. the math. Here we go. Well, no, because um, it's always messed up. Like, you know, at some point, we've passed her birthday. So the like two years thing doesn't, anyway. Uh, so uh, what you're saying is you have not lived in Baltimore for twice three times as many years as you did. No, I, I, I think, I think, uh, my, I, I spent way more time as soon as I was able to not be in the suburbs. Like as long as I had a choice in the matter, as long as I had a car with gasoline in it, uh, I was not in the suburbs as much as I could possibly afford it. You know, I, I feel like you were living in the suburbs when we moved here. So yeah, because we had a really nice apartment downtown, and then all of a sudden, I had to start finding other arrangements. <laughs> and keep going like... back to the crazy women and how <laughs> you can't see that this is exactly the same thing. But it is. Um, and speaking of crazy people who send emails that later uh, are used as evidence against them, um, <laughs> news this week about America's uh, drunk uncle, John Gruden. Unfortunately, not good things for him to be in the news for yeah, so uh, a week ago, uh, there was an email that was leaked. About a week ago, <laughs> week ago, week ago. How did I know that was coming? Uh, a week ago, uh, a uh, email was released that had John Gruden speaking about DeMaurie Smith, the uh, head of the NFL Players Association, and using some uh, some definite racist language. Uh, that is, uh, disgusting. Uh, but at the same time, I guess was on the line enough that, uh, there were a lot of people who were making apologies for John Gruden throughout the week. Uh, Listen, and usually when, was... usually when you see that, when you see a, see a on the line remark and then, uh, people, uh, trying to defend him then you think maybe he's going to be able to pull this out. Like maybe he's going to be able to survive this well, listen, uh, moment. I, I, I will definitely argue that it was on the line because I reviewed our emails from over the years and <laughs> oh, I, some God. of the very similar things <laughs> you have said to me. I just, you know, if the New York Times wants those emails, just let me know. I'm happy to provide them. Um, but, you know, it's just I, I also say that's categorically full. I, I when the problem is like. <laughs> The problem is, I don't know. I didn't say anything, you know, like as bad as John Gruden, but you know, like who knows what the fuck you've ever said. in an email? <laughs> Like, is there any, is there an oh, email that you Twitter. wish you could have back at some point? So I, <laughs> like, I have a, many tweets that I refuse because I'm not a hypocrite to delete, but also <laughs> really should be deleted. Really, really should be deleted. Yeah. I also, I, you know, it's funny uh, sidebar real quick. Uh, I was looking on Time Hop this morning, and just today it so happened that there was some like whiny, uh, whiny like quasi self harm message I put up on my Facebook like a decade and a half ago. You know, like back when when Facebook was just like you and four people, and you could and you felt yeah. like your humor translated. Like if you heard me say like. You know, oh man, I wrote so shitty today. I'm gonna just jump in front of traffic. You'd be like, oh, it's not that bad. You know, you know, I'm not gonna really jump in front of traffic because you heard my voice. But when you write it down, sometimes it's <laughs> like you're like, I'm gonna hurt myself because I wrote so bad today. But the it was like 15 years ago, and I left it because I was just like, 
You know, Let it kind of speaks to something, I guess, of the time. <laughs> like, this is what this is a time capsule of what Facebook was like at the time. The cringiest Facebook updates are the ones that you have to remember. It used to say, Corey is, because the rest <laughs> of it doesn't make sense without yeah. it. <laughs> Those are the cringiest ones. Uh, and it's always just like, um, <laughs> all I see in Time Hop is thinking, fuck the world and fuck everybody around here. And I'm like, well, okay, this makes no fucking sense <laughs> as a sentence. Oh, wait, no. Okay. So if it says Rob is there, there, and that makes sense. Also, or if you, or if you would just see like, cause sometimes you had to write in the, the phrase. Yeah. The, but it the was first like, thing, yeah. the vowel or a verb. So like, uh, I'll look on time hop and it'll say like, is going bowling. And I'm just like, that's a weird tweet, to, <laughs> weird Facebook message to put up. <laughs> anyway, back to John Gruden. Uh, we had some fun. <laughs> Let's get to the, get to the awfulness. Uh, John Gruden. Uh, did not, in fact, have just one single email, uh, but rather a plethora of them that were uh, made available through the Was- the Landover Professional Washingtons uh, because they are in a lawsuit with the former oh, cheerleaders. No, Corey's internet is the worst tonight. So you're going to join. So there's that. <laughs> Sorry. I'm probably... I had like 20 seconds of silence. And I'm like... I feel I don't want to interrupt him if he comes back, but <laughs> I was just talking. It's okay. Uh, the the Washington professional football team had uh, is has is embroiled in a lawsuit with cheerleaders because uh, Bruce Allen, amongst others, uh, were sexually harassing them. So as part of discovery, they had to turn over all the emails that have ever been sent by uh, the heads at the Washington football team. And uh, that is where all these emails for John Gruden <laughs> came released. Um, and remember, uh, John Gruden, I mean, his brother coached the team, but uh, he never worked for the Washington professional football team. He never coached for them. He never did any of this. Uh, he was a broadcaster or unemployed at the time where he was sending these emails and saying some truly awful things. So uh, there was, I mean, and it literally goes across every single line. There's racist stuff in there. There's, Offending everyone. I mean, yeah. No one was left out. There's racist stuff. There's sexist stuff. There's, uh, you know, gay hating. There's, you know, saying that nobody should hire Kaepernick and Eric Reed for protesting. Uh, you know, there's just using offensive, la- you know, it, he uh, he said the, uh, the F word about Roger Goodell, that Roger Goodell is the F word. Not the oh, F word, oh, but, oh. you know, the appropriate say, one for that all- situation. We can all agree, fuck, fuck Roger Goodell, honestly. <laughs> but like, that's not the F word he was using. No, he was using the like a bundle of sticks, you know. Uh, oh my god, deep pull. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and again, shows the sensitivity of that word. Where I don't even feel like I want to say it and have it recorded anymore because it is such I a will loaded. Edit it and put it on Instagram. <laughs> for you, yes. You're gonna just add in somebody else saying it over top of me. Uh. No, I mean, I'm saying like, you know, so loaded is the word that uh, that I don't even feel like I should be able to say it in a quote. And, yeah. uh, you know, here's John Gruden using it for people who, you know, just deplete, displease him, basically, because I mean, like, I don't you know, I don't think he has inside information on Roger Goodell being gay or anything like that. But I mean, God, uh, I, he might. I, who knows? You know, you never know what gets passed around in the sauna. <laughs> and by that, I mean, Roger Goodell gets passed around in a sauna. Uh <laughs> I always wondered why he wanted to hug the draft picks. <laughs> oh my! Uh, anyway, so yeah. uh, Gruden uh, out. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and and quickly it seems uh, the the New York Times released uh, that story, and within the day, John Gruden was gone. Uh, and here's the thing: I I, I think we all know this person somewhere in our lives uh i i certainly podcast with them absolutely (laughs) no don't don't put that juju in the universe uh i've certainly met these people uh uh sort of backwoods people who you have to explain you know you you always have to give that uh you know like oh well roger's a little bit different you know roger grew up uh, a little bit differently than us so if he says something that offends you, I'm sorry. He doesn't mean it. He's just an idiot. You know, like he's he's just a he's just a dumb idiot. 
like like uh, your grandpa. It's your grandpa. <laughs> it's, it's the, yeah, it's the uncle grandpa. You know, grandpa's from a different time. Uh, John Gruden is from a different time. A different time that shouldn't be a part of the NFL, especially <laughs> considering Fair that enough. like the moment after they broke in the middle of Monday Night Football to say that John Gruden was being fired. Uh, and we, they we had said, an inclusion advertisement that the NFL is for everybody. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Clearly I, I not. It's the it, first the first time I ever saw them break in to like do an update and still waiting just to halftime. So it's big news. Yeah. Clearly. I mean, like, you know, it, it, and break in and, you know, like they still played the game and the, we didn't see any of the game. They were just it was just Schefter saying John Gruden fired. Uh, but my question, uh, John Gruden's good. Gone. Good. Uh but my question is, what the hell else is in these emails? I really want to know. And they, I said, it, if John, me too. If me John too, Gruden is sending slowly. enough emails to, <laughs> to George Allen of the Washington Professional Landovers to have a treasure trove of things that appear in the New York Times, how is there not the same thing happening from a hundred other people in the league? Uh you know, and, you know, specific to the case of the sexual harassment of the cheerleaders, apparently nude pictures of cheerleaders were sent between Allen and Gruden. Like how Disgusting. many other how Disgusting. many other people are those have, are those on the investigation or <laughs> I think you have to look at the discovery for that type of thing. Uh, the That's public record. I'll, ch- I'll, I'll just I it won't will be sacrifice. that won't be that won't be public record. I will uh, sacrifice. But I'm I saying how many how many times how many times is this? happened like how many how many other times has this happened with somebody else who's in the league like because you know like sort of uh dan snyder the owner of the uh landover professional washington's has quietly sort of moved aside uh nobody ever thought that would happen (laughs) and there wasn't really much there or much said about why that was happening he just decided to take a little uh leave from the team george allen was fired but that was for beyond just uh, what was Bruce, written in Bruce his Allen? emails? Yeah, Bruce Allen's. I'm sorry. Uh, beyond what was just in his emails, and uh, you know, I, I I would rather us just sort of get it all out there. Let's have a Mitchell report of everything that was in uh, Allen's emails because perhaps we can get some other people who don't deserve to be, you know, public figures uh, out well, of the okay. out of the I arena too. You know, best case scenario is that it doesn't come out at once. Let it leak. And let's take them down one by one. Because otherwise, there's this ability to hide in the crowd of like, well, listen, all 70 of these guys said really shitty stuff. <laughs> this guy, though, said the worst. And we need to get rid of him. And now I'm in the back like, yeah, I just I, I said it like twice. All right. So <laughs> sue me. Uh, but you don't even worry about that guy. Now, he should still not be part of professional football, but he'd be able to hide in the crowd of like everybody. Yeah. So better to let it go out one by one. Let's just name them. Take them down. Make owners fly from across the country and go to the training facility to fire, <laughs> to the, fire person. the person. Yeah, let's do that. I think that's a good uh, a good plan. So, all right. Well, uh, we'll we'll stand tight for more uh, Washington football sure team email news. Yes, I'm sure that's coming. Uh, and uh, speaking of a plague on both our houses, uh, well, I guess it's not uh, not theoretically. It's the Absence of protection from a plague on both our houses. This is the plague on the Barclays Center in the garden twice a year. Uh, Right. uh, Kyrie Irving, uh, professional basketball player, one of the the best players in the league, uh, is not going to get vaccinated against COVID. And uh, in New York City, there is a law that has been passed that says that if you are inside of a gym or stadium, you have to be vaccinated, and that applies to Kyrie Irving as well. So there was some uh, some discussions as to whether or not uh, Kyrie Irving, who makes like somewhere in the area of thirty something million dollars a year to play basketball, was just not going to play in half the games. Essentially, the ones that were in New York, but he also can't play in L.A. or San Francisco or Seattle. Any major? Well, Seattle doesn't have a team anymore, so there's that. Uh, but if you want to talk about a sport that matters, I can play along. <laughs> I'm just making it up as we go now. Uh, all I'm saying is, I just think it, you know, like I, I, I oftentimes see people saying they're going to quit their job over COVID things, right? Some people and, are, I and people uh, uh, I guess I, I, 
way to stick up for what you believe in, I guess. Uh, it's a stupid reason to lose your job, but, you know, I guess if you really Listen, believe it so much that you're willing to go to that extent. He will go to the edge that. of the flat earth to defend his position. <laughs> uh, the the problem here is uh, uh, he's making $380,000 a game. Uh, quick poll of anybody in this place who makes $380,000 in a year. No, nobody. Okay. Uh, he makes that in one game of which he will, <laughs> of which he will, uh, lose out on. My stock uh, options are going through the roof for you. You have no idea. Listen, you know, you know what's going on with my Shiba coin. You don't know. Uh, I said dollars, Corey, not fake internet money. Okay. <laughs> Listen, you can turn it into dollars if you want it to. Uh, yes, 10. You can turn it into $10 again if you'd like. <laughs> no, I get... <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> but basically, if it was only the New York games, if it wasn't other places around the country that has vaccine mandates and stuff like that, like LA and San Francisco, uh, he would be looking at losing $16 million in a season, uh, which is a lot of money. And uh, almost hard to believe that the vaccine is worth that, you know, like. But again, he has 16 million now. And the, the problem with these players, and you know, this is they don't have long term planning. That's why they go broke a few years after they're out. And so he's thinking like, fuck it, I got 10 million in a bank. I don't need to play this year. You got to think one less year. That's you got to think that there's one person in his crew, one hanger on who knows that 16 million is the, is the difference between him uh uh, being employed by, like, you know, the personal chef of Kyrie Irving, who's just like, well, if he's $16 million down, $16 million down, he might not pay me. Uh, oh, Johnny, fuck Johnny. <laughs> Johnny always trying to cause trouble. Johnny, you're not even part go of the crew. Sneaking into, you don't even sneak go in. sneaking into Kyrie's room and giving him a Moderna while he's sleeping. Just <laughs> He's vaxxed now. He can play. It's okay. <laughs> It's against my will, but some, I am vaccinated. Some girlfriend just like, no, you got to play. I'm not, I'm not having you home all day. No, no, <laughs> no, we know. We know the girlfriends, if they want them home all day, they post tweets about it and keep them from getting a job. That's what the girlfriends <laughs> That's uh, paging Xander Kane. Uh, all right. Well, I think that does it for sports ball. Okay. A little late on the transition there, my fault. No, it's okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, I didn't know if you've known anything about this, but apparently they're investigating the January 6th insurrection. Uh, who'd have known? Who'd have known? Yeah, no, I, there's like 12 different committees. They're going to call hundreds of witnesses, see hundreds of exhibits, and then not actually do anything about it. <laughs> I, you know, for as much shit as you give me about like, what do I do all day? When if you actually watched me, you'd see I'm doing shit all day. Uh, but you're walking saying, back and forth between the living room and the bedroom. Like, what did I come in here for? I don't even know. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's right. I have to go there. Yeah. That's ADHD related. That's, that's not it. Uh, no, uh, I, I would really like to know what the fuck is anybody who's on this commission doing all day? Like, uh, it's all on video. Like, I, I feel like, I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, there were subpoenas sent they're, out too. They're in Congress. They're not doing anything. Cause as you know, <laughs> Congress is the opposite of progress. So, I mean, it's fucking, fucking ninety nine percent of everyone there is just fucking worthless. And it's so, so disheartening. Uh, I see that, but you not my the, guy. Uh, you took the, the over. I'll, I'm going to take the under and be like ninety nine point nine nine nine. No, hundred, hundred percent of, hundred percent of them worth. Yeah, all but maybe four. <laughs> all but maybe they're, four. They're, they're if all... everything changed, could be good. They're only doing work to be on TV, though. Those four really just want to be TV stars, and so they want to be famous. Um, and they're in their seventies, Chuck Schumer, <clears throat> and shouldn't oh, be on fucking TV. Chuck Schumer. Do you see his shit the other day? I I do not watch him or Nancy Pelosi anymore. Uh, not my party. Just saying. Not my yeah, party. I I I I don't, I don't know what his fucking plan is. He's a uh, he's got a he's got a razor thin majority, and uh, after the debt ceiling. Uh, was punted down the road a little bit. Uh, he went out there and decided that he was going to just chastise Republicans for like holding it up, basically. 
And uh, the way he did it was just fucking awful. Like if he would <laughs> if he would have gone out there like real fire and like said something, then I would have listened. But he he was just doing his like nose on uh, glasses on end of nose like the continued disparity between the people who seem to care you know like now if you're going up uh, there and you're just like fucking mitch mcconnell said that he's doing this on purpose to fucking tank the economy he said it to me in my face fuck you mitch mcconnell like if you're gonna go up there and do that type of thing then that's fine but if you're gonna go up there and you're just gonna go like you know fucking platitudes about like you know like this is an irresponsible act by certain members of our body. Like, fuck you, Chuck. Just Glasses on the end of the nose, super condescending. My favorite, though, is when he does this number. I'm not even going to wear them. I'm just going to hold them <laughs> on the end of my nose as I look at my notes. And then I'll take them off and look at you again. Like, all right, old man, just, you know what? It's time to go home. Uh, we need to put all of them in a home and um, be done with the whole thing. I just go through my day-to-day life and I see 70-year-olds and I'm just like, why are all of you in Congress? Like, You should not be governing. You, all, you should not like, be governing. Y'all should be home. Like, Y'all should be knitting or something like that. Like, God damn. Anyway. Dead. Dead. If they didn't have good health care <laughs> that we paid for, public health care, they'd all be dead. From natural, <sighs> causes, from natural causes, not from action. Oh, I know. I, 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 I mean, we could take some definite action. No, let's just, move I, on it's to possible. The- so the subpoenas were sent out to various people uh, related to the January 6th insurrection. <laughs> Wait, Bonus boards. My uh, thought, that was the, uh, I, I can't the see la- and I clicked the wrong scene. You yeah, make fun uh, of Chuck Schumer. Maybe you, should, maybe you should take his angle a little bit here. Peek at the, peek at the things. Uh, hang on, Corey. Uh, wait. <laughs> hang on. Uh, I got it. Let me check the transition right here real quick. There we go. There we go, guys. There we go. Right now. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sorry. Wait, wait. Oh, sorry, Corey. You're you're gonna be on topic. Let me <laughs> go back my, again. My dad, my dad at the computer. Let me put the glasses at the end of the nose and peek in. Uh yeah, so there was subpoena sent out to various people within Trump's orbit to find out what they knew, what they were saying, who they were talking to, any documents related to uh that type of thing. Around, you know, the general insurrection of the Capitol that happened on January 6th. I want to say absolutely, Corey. I am exercising executive authority. I will, executive privilege. I will not be giving up any documents concerning January the 6th. Just so it's clear. Just so we're all clear. Yeah. Me personally will not be giving up any documents. (laughs) Well, I don't think they're asking you either. So there's that. Well, they didn't ask Z Bannon either, but he volunteered. They did ask Z Bannon. (laughs) They did ask. Yeah, he's, he's. Actively not cooperating with the subpoena. So he's not even in the White House. He wasn't in the White House then. Why? Why are we asking? Yeah. So here's the funny thing. Uh, Not not hilarious funny, but you know, like uh, end of democracy funny. Uh, Trump uh, claims executive privilege on all the things that happened uh, around January 6th. Uh, I don't know in a press release or something like that, and. Unfortunately, he learned that's not how this works. The executive goes with whoever is in the office at the time, not anybody who at one point was an executive. Listen, uh, civics, not his strongest subject in school. So, math, science. so yeah. quickly, Joe Biden uh, allowed everything <laughs> that was in the White House at the time uh, to be part of the thing. But he also said that nobody who gets subpoenaed for documents should cooperate because of executive privilege. Again, something that he no longer has because he's no longer president. And uh, a lot of people are doing that, which uh, I guess like in a legal move to delay, it's something like I, I think I think there's a uh, maybe they don't get thrown into jail immediately kind of thing. Uh, but at some point, the Democrats have to get fucking serious and say, like, no, 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 we're not playing these games anymore. You'll spend a, <laughs> you'll spend every single day until you agree to cooperate in jail. Uh, because that's how a subpoena works. If I if I get subpoenaed and I say fuck you, I'm not doing that. Then I just get a contempt charge and I go to jail what, and I spend every do you single. Think that, do you are you confused? Do you think these guys are Republicans? They're never going to do that. It's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, we'll have the election and the Republicans will be in the majority before they start talking about jail for subpoenas, and then the Republicans will just undo the subpoena. So yeah, I'm I'm saying that's why you got to you know like TikTok. Like what are we doing? <laughs> 
Like, fucking, has Merrick Garland done a single thing since he becoming? Can't. He cannot do. See, the problem is you've been used to the Justice Department under Trump where they're doing a bunch of shit they can't do. Merrick Garland, a judge, is like, I, I can't do anything. My hands are tied. And he's right. I mean, the department William Barr bending the rules. No, but I'm saying a a department of justice every once in a while you would hear was suing something, somebody or some entity for something as a representative of the United States against. They are busy. They are busy fighting a debt, a case to reinstate the death penalty against someone, even though the Biden administration um, has an anti-death penalty stance. But Trump administration started the suit, so they have to complete it now. So. Good use of resources. Anyway. Uh, and of course, of all the people who are getting uh, subpoenas, uh, one of them is Steve Bannon, as mentioned, who was not working at the White House at the time and therefore would not have any executive privilege over documents related to January 6th, but is still playing wrong <laughs> with this idea that nah, Trump told me not to give any documents, so I'm not going to do it. Also, would have no knowledge of what was going on because he wasn't at the White House. Oh, but apparently he does have knowledge because he he was intricately involved in what a lot of these groups were doing on January 6th and communicating that with Trump. So I believe fully that he wants people to think that and the Democrats want him to be part of it. I think he was waist deep in a, a bucket of vodka or gin or whiskey and had no idea what was going on, just like every other day. I mean, I guess, but I, I, you know, I, I feel like he's still trying to pull strings and do turn knobs and stuff like that. So we'll see, I guess. Uh, in other news, non-political uh, switching, non- yeah. Yeah, switching away from the politics a little bit, uh, or should we just knock out the budget and stuff like that real quick, just so we can knock that? Well, yeah. So I added this to the list. Yeah, yeah. I, I added this to the list, and there's not really a lot to say about it. Um. You heard us talk uh, the past couple of weeks about the issues with the uh, debt ceiling, with issues with uh, the uh, budget, and with issues uh, just generally with Congress in operation. And I do believe we predicted they would just kick the can down the road. And what do you know? They kicked the can down the road. So we got a continuing resolution for the budget. Until um, December. December. For the debt ceiling. And then ceiling. we got... Oh no! So the oh to fund that yeah to fund the government through through uh, December and basically uh, kick the can to December yeah for everything uh, including Biden's bills which uh, are going to probably be reevaluated around that time and what are we going to do and let's make a deal again these guys had all summer to come to an agreement they made no agreement and then the last week it like tried to make it an emergency and yeah this is unbelievable that you're getting paid to do this I. And we're paying them. We're giving them free health care. We're letting them travel. Nancy Pelosi is coming to California and back to D.C. twice a week. We're paying for it and nothing is getting done. No work is getting done. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I put uh, on top of that. Um, now uh, the Fed is talking about inflation being an issue because there is concern about the m- amount of money in circulation uh, without a final budget. A lot of people are not spending money. They're saving money, which can cause inflation on the value of the currency. Currently, our currency is falling in relation to uh, other currencies around the world, which means we have this magical situation of no set budget, uh, no proof of the debt ceiling that we're actually not going to default on all our debt. Inflation is rising and the value of the currency is declining. This can only really mean one thing, Corey. Ronald Reagan, 2024. He is the man who can solve all of this. If there's a man who can spend his way out of a deficit, (laughs) it's Ronald Reagan. Well, I mean, if Reagan came back, number one, the Republicans wouldn't vote for him. Uh, 100% they would. Now, they'd be like, who is this commie? Yeah, send him home. (laughs) Fucking guest worker visas. (laughs) You know, he was the head head of a union for a while. Huh? What does that tell you? Oh, my God. What's that tell you? This fucking communist on our gates. (laughs) And it's funny. uh, 30 years. Took 30 years for Ronald Reagan to be the sweetheart of the party to a guy they wouldn't vote for. And yet they still invoke his name. Every fucking time they invoke his name. It's funny because Reagan Reagan was part of uh, the McCarthy hearings where he he said that he was not a communist and no one he knew was a communist. And then he runs for 
he runs for president and he uh you know like basically shuts down communism and uh then he i mean it was a long winded downfall to the end of the berlin wall and stuff like that but i'm saying like uh and now if we ran a ronald reagan candidate like if we just made a ronald reagan avatar and didn't put an r next to his name then republicans wouldn't vote for him not a chance not in any way shape or form <laughs> even if you put an r next to his name trump would put someone up against him and back that person they'd call him a socialist far they absolutely yeah, 100% call him a they socialist. Would. uh anyway yes uh, so again now let's shift away from dc cuz that's just going to get my blood boiling <laughs> yeah so let's uh, go to uh to florida slash wyoming um where i we've been talking about it for the past couple of weeks uh the gabby petito case and we said I believe it was two weeks ago. They had discovered her body and said it was her and that the manner of death was indeterminate. But the, oh wait, I, I fucked this up the last time too. The manner and cause something else. Yeah. Oh, so the cause. Yeah. It, there's an M word because it, it, it has like a nice alliteration, but the manner was homicide. Mode. She was, she was mode. Maybe uh, the manner was homicide. She was killed by somebody else, but where they hadn't said how, that person had killed her. And then we came out this week and died by strangulation. Yeah. Which is, uh, uh, just in case people, uh, think that there's, uh, roving gangs of people who just strangle other people to death. Uh, doesn't usually happen. Uh, no. no. more often than not, uh, the person who strangles you knows you somehow. Uh, it's not, <laughs> it's not the type of crime that happens. It's very personal. Very personal. Yeah. It's crime. not the type of crime that happens just randomly out of nowhere. Uh, and uh, she had been dead for three to four weeks when she was discovered, which matches the timeline of about when Brian Landry was less, last seen in Wyoming before coming home, saying nothing to anyone about why the girl wasn't with him, and then going off into the wilderness and getting lost. Mm-hmm. Getting so, lost. Yeah. <laughs> getting lost at the end of a shotgun. Uh, I, likely. Likely. I think at this point it's likely. I mean, so. I, I can't even... Uh, you know, it, he was. It, I mean, it, it's it seems pretty open and shut that uh, he knows way more than he <laughs> than he would uh, be willing to say. Uh, and I'm sure they're going to find some sort of way to uh, tie it up a little bit nicer for everybody. There's some DNA that was found around the the site of the strangulation and it matches Brian Laundry or something like that. Yeah. You know, something will happen that will put a bow on this whole little thing. Uh, and I know police are actively looking for him, and uh, there's a lot of people who are actively looking for him. Dog the bounty hunter, apparently, for one. And uh, if dog finds him before the FBI, I'm, I'm not paying taxes. Give that man a show. Just give that man a show back. And, I'm done with taxes. Uh, I'll dumb. <laughs> um, I mean, like, if it was me. If I was Brian Laundry in this situation and I just went on a camping trip and I strangled my girlfriend to death, uh, I have to feel pretty sure that I'm going to die in jail. Like is I'm going about to... to turn into a Facebook status from 2007. <laughs> no, I'm saying I, I think I'm I think I'm realizing that I'm going to die in jail. Like there's no. I don't see legal chicanery being able to get around most of the things that are going on here for his case. And, uh, you know, if that's the case, it, it, honestly, if it's life in jail or, you know, you could just go out in the Everglades and off yourself, then I don't see why he wouldn't do that. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. Like, I, and, you know, again, maybe he's innocent and he has a really good lawyer. Probably not. Uh, at this point, I'm like, the lawyer, any lawyer who told him to run this far, this long, not a good lawyer. You don't want. That's a guy who's like, we cannot win this case. I'm gonna need you to just go off yourself and the Like, well, the nah. pro- the problem is if the lawyer says, like, we, we joked around, uh, you know, the first time we brought up this story, where I said, you know, that lawyer is great for keeping him off, <laughs> keeping him out of the radar of the cops. Uh, but you know, the difference is if you say, if the lawyer, as a lawyer, you say to your client, uh, you are definitely gonna spend the rest of your life in jail, so you should probably go to some country that won't extradite you and figure out a way yeah. to leave and flee. Uh, then you are all of a sudden tied up into a conspiracy, uh, which is not protected by attorney-client privilege. Uh, and then, 
the the other side of that is uh if you just say like hey make yourself scarce then yeah. uh, that's not that's not a that's not him telling the, the attorney telling him to flee or anything like that like that's that's have uh, we checked to see if Rudy Giuliani is the family <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it doesn't matter whether or guess. not it's legal. Yeah, <laughs> I can take a good guess at what the advice was and whether or not it was legal. Uh, you gotta flee, Donald. They're gonna get you. <laughs> I laid you um, a soft bed in Ukraine. Just go there with Hunter Biden. <laughs> yeah. uh, I found a hotel on his laptop, and uh, we're gonna send you there right now. Uh, anyway, it's so Quality uh, Inn. We'll continue to follow uh, that. And I, I'm assuming that at some point that a lot of the conspiracy th- people uh, are saying they actually did already find his body, but uh, the DNA takes about a week to get back. So we will probably know later on this week that he is dead and they found his body and confirmed it. And then we'll likely also get the, there was DNA at the burial site, which was uh, laundry. So uh, that's our, as we're not going to be able to charge him, find him guilty, but this is as close as we're going to get to a resolution. He yeah. went and killed himself and his DNA was on her body in the burial. So we can assume. Um yeah. I mean, in a situation like this, I think killing yourself is really just saving us the time and trouble of the <laughs> keeping you in prison for all those years. I mean, listen, if like, you're going, if they... you're going to, you know, assuming he doesn't have something, something, some sort of other reason that he would, if he's killing himself because he did this, and he knows he's going to yes. spend the rest of his life in jail, then that's, I think he's doing difference. ourselves a favor. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> no, but as, as the attorney part of me says, uh, make the state put on their case and make them prove you guilty because Baltimore has like a two percent conviction rate. Yeah, maybe you'll get lucky. Um, but this ain't Baltimore. And also, I wonder where they're going to charge him. But in either either state, Wyoming or Florida, they have the death penalty. So really, you're just saving us a bunch of years if you did it. And there's enough evidence to, to prove it. You're we're eventually state's going to put you to death. If, eventually might as well just, uh, you know, save the taxpayers much money. So, yeah. Uh, and um, speaking of people who uh, have skedaddled with no explanation, a lot of stories this week about people who want to join the hallowed ranks of every person that I know in the city of LA. And by that, I mean, functionally unemployed. Hey, I know you're going to say I'm working all week this week. I get it. Yes. But, functionally unemployed people who just get to sit around and lounge around and do whatever they want. Uh, and those two cases this week where um, report came out that 4.3 million Americans have quit their jobs yeah. and are not planning to go back to work. Uh, mostly because of mandates on the one side of the political spectrum and concern about COVID on the other end of the spectrum. And I think a lot of that group across party lines is I've been working from home for 18 months. The fuck do I need to come back to the office for which is generally not a bad argument. I, I don't have anything to yeah, say about I, that. Like, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I think there is uh, rationale to having people in the office from time to time. Yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> I think absolutely. like, I think like uh, uh, most places could probably have work from home almost all the time, but every week or so, we're going to have a big meeting where we would rather have everyone in a room as opposed to a zoom. Like, yeah, you know that. Uh, make sure me, you're proof of life that you actually own pants still. That kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like a fair thing to to ask for. Uh, I mean, you know, there was a lot of people who were saying that you know that this has been part of a long trend going on throughout the summer uh, into the fall here of people quitting their jobs, and obviously this is like a a big number of people doing it right now. But uh, yes, obviously a little bit of COVID max. Uh, uh, mandate stuff that uh, people don't want to be a part of. But then there's also just a lot of people who are just like, I'm fucking sick of my job and I want to do something different. And I, as uh, one person put it to me, um, I have never had time to just sit and think about how work has impacted my health and my mental health. And um, I don't want to do this anymore. And I hate it because it's all younger people. And I'm just like, listen, motherfucker, I suffered through all, I, I flipped burgers. I cleaned the bathrooms. I, I did every, I delivered pizzas. Yes. I understand. It's not good for your mental health, but you need to fucking suffer. I got that fraternity mentality. You yeah. need to suffer because <laughs> I, I suffer <laughs> and I hate it. I hate it about myself. Just, and you know, half the people who are doing it are still living or back living at home with their parents. And I'm like, I wouldn't even, you couldn't pay me to do that at this point in my life. So good for you, I guess. Um, 
also your parents are cool and my parents were like hey you guys have been dating five years so clearly you're gonna have to sleep in different bedrooms on different floors <laughs> so i mean it's a it's a different mindset maybe amongst parents um but one commonality is all of these businesses are acknowledging that vaccines and or mandates uh or vaccine mandates and or uh covid fears are the reason behind their inability to find staff except for one because Southwest Airlines had a unique weather phenomenon that affected their planes and their planes only. It has nothing to do, Corey. Just rain clouds over directly all the Southwest Airline flights. That that terminal and that terminal only. Uh, But it had nothing to do. That terminal terminal was responsible for all 1,900 flights that were canceled this week. Yes. Okay. There's a waterfall effect you can't understand, Corey. I'm sorry. All right. But it had nothing to do with COVID. And I do, a sick out for COVID mandate. There was one story where some guy in Chicago wanted to fly to Vegas to see the Bears take on the Raiders. Uh, and he's just like, my flight was canceled. And then the replacement flight was canceled. And now I can't go to the game. And all Southwest is offering me is like free bags on my next flight. And I'm just like, that ain't fucking worth I just blew $200 on tickets. <laughs> like, I mean, to be fair, though, I, I make fun of him. But I would be real upset if we... Lived you, in Baltimore. Have you made we a plan like, and you <laughs> like we're flying to Vegas? I got the hotel, I got the tickets. We are like three grand in at this point, and mm. then Southwest just cancels four flights in a row and we miss the game. I'd be pissed. Yeah. Oh, I'd I'd sue them. <laughs> if they were trying to give me fucking fucking bag vouchers, I would sue them. I would I would be By the, the way, first name on the on the uh, class action that would come. That is why they give you the bag vouchers, because if you accept the bag vouchers or the meal voucher or the hotel voucher. You're waiving your right to sue. Yeah. And people don't read the fine print on these things that they accept, but that's what happened. So now, bro, if you accepted the bag vouchers, you're out of luck. No lawsuit for you. That's why yeah. that's why I start my negotiation with any airport figuring out or any any airline figuring out what this could potentially be as a legal judgment. Because the uh United like three flights for life. <laughs> you remember that poor guy who got dragged off the United yeah. flight? Yeah. Like, uh, I feel like he set a very promising bar for how much you can get against an airline for being. By the way, I feel like part of the negotiation was, uh, it was United, right? United, uh, United saying, um, listen, we'll let you fly, fly free for life. You want me to get back on a plane? (laughs) Are you out of your mind? (laughs) You give me Southwest for life. I will take it. And then he sees this. He's like, fuck. God damn it. I can't win. Uh, (laughs) I'll uh, take Spirit. Spirit Airlines. Goddamn, let's do it. Goddamn state of airline travel. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, happened to the good old no. days with the salads and the steaks and the champagne? <laughs> I flew on Pan Am, you bitches. <laughs> no, but uh clearly uh the the loud part that they're not saying out loud is that uh apparently there was massive sick outs that were happening across uh Southwest. And you know, and, and if you're not aware, a sick out is just when a bunch of people call out sick at the same time, which is totally legitimate. And I can call out sick and happen to be sick the same day as Corey. It's just odd that a thousand people are sick on the same day. And yeah. it's it's a we can't go on strike, but we're going to go on strike. Here we go. Yeah. And uh, apparently it's about COVID vaccines. And uh, I think that Southwest is trying to not make this part of the story, because uh, if people find out that. Southwest is the airline that doesn't enforce the COVID vaccine, then uh, people will stop flying Southwest. Like it'll just be Trumpers on Southwest all by themselves, not wearing their masks. Much like uh, Kyrie Irving, uh, you guys get paid a lot of money. You're willing to miss out on all of the money for a vaccine. All right, come on. Come on now. (laughs) What airline is going to support you in this? That's the, that's the worst. Cause like, you know, at some point we're going to get to the point where the airlines start announcing, how what percentage of their staff is vaccinated? You know, United has ninety seven percent vaccination right now, and the other three percent we're working on, or some. You know, like I think they actually have. They've said that like their pilots for the most part, but they also dealt with the union. They came to an agreement with the union, and Southwest is basically like, "No, fuck y'all. Nah, we don't we don't play that." And then they got a sick out. That's, yeah, that's what happened. Um, I I also uh, <laughs> I I think it's uh, speaking about things happening during Reagan that we seem to forget. Uh, these people can get fired very easily. Like, yep. <laughs> it's not, it's not that, uh, they can get blacklisted too. Yeah. 
after you, they get fired. You so. don't you don't need to you don't need to do a lot to not be an air air traffic controller anymore, uh, or you know not be a stewardess a or or a pilot yeah. or anything like that. Well, yeah, so. apparently it, it wasn't the stewardesses. It was it was or the uh, flight attendants. It was the, which is a separate union. It was the pilots' union. And I bet I'm you sorry, the flight you, attendants you, want want mass vaccination just because they can get people to shut the fuck up about <laughs> taking off the goddamn yes. mask on the plane. Yes. I would imagine that people have to deal with people on the plane are like, no, love it. Let's do it. Everybody. Uh, let's line up and get it done. Uh, but I, listen, you want pity for me? Southwest pilots union. I'm sorry. You have a job that allows you to travel all across the country and, or the world cheat on your wife in multiple zip codes in whatever hotel they pay for. I got no pity for you. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> and I you saw, make money um, at it. I was going to say, I saw uh, what's that Leonardo DiCaprio movie where he pretends to be a pan and pie. Um, <laughs> the aviator. Oh no, that catch was me the, if you can. no, that was catch uh, yeah, me. catch me if you can. Aviator I've seen was, catch uh, me Howard if you can. Hughes, yeah. I know, I know what you pilots do. I watched <laughs> the flight attendant on HBO. I know how this works. <laughs> Clearly, all based on real life. All accurate depictions <laughs> like, of every pilot. single pilot and flight attendant today right. in 2021. <laughs> well, if you want an accurate portrayal of what we are like, there's only one place to go for that. Uh, the Communist Manifesto or oh the anthem dot com cord of the anthem dot com the anthem on Facebook Twitter Instagram and the listener line four four three two one nine seven five nine five what's that number again four four three two one nine seven five nine five new content you can find me at my website corybeckerfilmmaker dot com facebook dot com forward slash corybeckerfilm and at legends be five on Twitter Instagram and TikTok uh it's funny you mentioned new content because I wanted to talk to you about something related to new content uh but uh, I'm not gonna do it here on the show i'll wait until after we're wrapped Listen, but the only new content that is coming out of you in the next six months rachel's <laughs> producing it and uh it's very expensive it's like a million dollars 1.5 million over the next 18 years and i got that kind of scratch buddy sorry <laughs> well, I, I will talk to you about it after okay. not that one but you can not that one. I mean, listen, we can talk about that one too. Uh, you can find more of me at Robert and Cheek and all your Papa social Rob, Papa Rob. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck my vibe up. Uh, Robert and for all the stuff that I'm working on. And of course, uh, I stream occasionally. Uh, I've just hit the one year anniversary and I realized I didn't stream on the one year anniversary. All right. Of uh, me streaming Call of Duty on, um, Twitch, so you can find me twitch.tv forward slash Robert and Cheek. Come join me, play along. We're getting a party, and uh, it's Anku, A N K O U space K E R space Y S is where you can find me. And uh, moving from Cold War over to Vanguard, yes, I've already pre ordered. So in the next couple of weeks, as season six wraps up, I'm going to be moving over to get Vanguard. Other exciting news we found out we can do split screen while in a party. So Corey will be joining us for future adventures. Oh, God. I hope I don't ruin your <laughs> ruin your rank or something. I hope I don't, listen. I hope listen, my stink doesn't treat, rub off on you. I will treat Call of Duty the same way I treat the podcast. I will carry you through <laughs> every single encounter, and eventually, you know, you'll thank me. Much like the podcast, I will get distracted by something halfway through, and I'll just be like, "Hey, you guys ever see this tree?" <laughs> See, but the funny thing is, getting shot in the back of the head, like y'all see this tree on COD, that might be important. It might be like, I've never looked at the tree. Oh, oh, wait. So (laughs) if I melee it twice and then shoot it once, a door opens up because that's the shit that these, that's what these designers do. I like every day a new Easter egg thing is coming out about the new map. And it's just like, oh, yeah. So what I did is uh, I just jumped off every car on the street. And all of a sudden I was inside an arcade game where I was driving a car. I'm like, why the fuck are you jumping off every car on the street? But that is something Corey would do. Just getting shot. Just like, you ever jumped off this van? I feel like I can get on top of this van. And he just gets up on the van and jumps off and then gets shot. <laughs> he shot in the game, not in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, clearly. Roberto is not allowed to have a gun in the apartment. So. <laughs> For that reason. Well, I think we've done good here today. We've done something. I don't know if it's good. But as always, you're listening to the Year of the Anthem podcast, part of the Year of the Anthem digital network. For Corey, this is Rob. Thank you for joining us. Oh, uh, have a good week, everybody. God, I'm really not looking forward to all the things that I emailed to the Washington professional football team. <laughs> oh, it's going to be bad. You thought Bruce uh, Allen was bad. Wait till you see William Baker. <laughs>
Hang I on, used, I'm trying to transition. <laughs> I used to think I was just emailing into the void. <laughs> no, that's Twitter. I'm just screaming into the void. Nobody, now in the nobody, checks, nobody checks the emails at the Washington Professional Football Team. <laughs> <laughs> 